Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Baby Steps into the Prophetic. I'm your host, Suzanne Burns. I am an author, speaker, coach, and trainer in um, Not in the Prophetic. (laughs) For those of you that have already been following along, this is not new to you, but for those of you that maybe this is your first video of mine, um, I actually run a nonprofit. I run a maternity home in Tennessee where we serve mothers coming out of crisis situations. Sometimes that's pregnant and homeless. Sometimes that's coming out of jail or rehab. Sometimes they've lost custody of older children and we're part of their reunification process. So as I was asking the Lord one day how to fund our ministry, our expansion that, um, that he's laid on my heart, he told me to start a podcast about the prophetic, not about nonprofit ministry. Not about the the coaching and the training that I already do, that I'm already paid for to help ministries get started, especially maternity homes. That's, of course, my sweet spot. But, you know, I train all types of uh, ministries to get a strong, firm grounding underneath them before they get started. But he told me to speak to the prophetic. And so I feel very unqualified. I am that I don't feel. (laughs) I am very unqualified to speak on the prophetic, except for the part where the Lord has told me to. And so where he uh, calls, he equips. Where he uh, directs, he ordains. And so what I bring to you in the prophetic is someone who's just a little bit further down the line as a learner than you are. I do not claim to know a significant amount. I have had experiences. I have met people. I have read books. I have studied. <laughs> that's that's it. Um, I don't have a prophetic ministry. I don't know that I ever will. I don't want to, you know, block the Lord off on what he might have for me in the future, but I don't have one right now that I'm promoting. I am an author of um, multiple books on nonprofit startup as well as right behind me, you'll see my last <laughs> book um, in person. I need to order some um, some more author copies of my first novel, which is called Journey to Bright Haven. It's the first in a series called The Bright Haven Chronicles, which is a fictionalized, it's a Christian fantasy series. It's a fictionalized retelling of the kingdom of God, how to understand who we are as kingdom citizens as told through the eyes of this young street urchin, Arya, on her journey in this first book to meet the High King and um, and possibly be adopted by him. And all that that um, she learns through the journey and, and the, the world at war that she didn't realize and, and all the different characters and, and things that she discovers along the way. So I hope that you will visit um, brighthavenchronicles.com and check that out. Uh, you can also find it on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. And on Amazon, you'll see some of my other nonprofit books available. You can search uh, Suzanne D. Burns, and I will come right up, as well as some um, uh, lined journals and different things like that that I've done over the years, too. So that's just to give you a little bit of information about who I am and uh, kind of get that out of the way. But what I wanted to talk about today in this episode is um, I, I, I really feel like this whole first season, I, I've had a couple of guests on already, 
And they were really helpful as far as the foundation goes. And, and I, I know that you guys enjoyed watching um, my interviews with both Michael and with Amber. And Lord willing, I will have both of them back on very soon, along with a number of other people that, um, that I know that you're really going to enjoy listening to their stories and to their ministries as well. But what I feel like the Lord really wants me to focus on right now is foundation. That's actually the name of my ministry is Foundation House. And so um, that word is, um, is really important to me. When, I, um, when the Lord gave me the idea for this ministry years ago, the, um, the word foundation jumped out at me out of Psalms 11.3. And uh, it says, when the foundations are being destroyed... What is the righteous one doing? And so the the chapter is it starts like in a panic, like oh no, all of this is happening. Where where is the righteous one? What is he doing? And then it immediately shifts. He is still on his throne. He is still in control. He still knows exactly what's going on. He still knows what's best. And that was the foundation, <laughs> pun I guess intended, um, of of my ministry, and really of me as an individual, of me as a God follower. So um, so the foundation of everything is super important to the Lord because it needs to be on the solid rock of Jesus, but it's also super important to me because it's important to the Lord. And that actually reminds me of a verse that I was, um, that I was studying this morning. Let me, um, I'm going to pause you real quick and pull that up. Yeah. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, um, verses 12 through 15. I'm going to go ahead and read them, and then I'll, I'll talk with you about what the Lord was saying to me this morning. And this is in the NIV. <clears throat> if anyone builds on this foundation, um, actually, let me go, let me back up. Um, let me back up to, okay, let's start in verse 9, because I don't want to start mid-phrase. Um, mid uh, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So Paul is talking about the, um, the, the apostles and those who were traveling around to the different churches. And so he says, we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, so it doesn't matter if it's the fanciest or the most meager and pitiful, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though, as, even though only as one escaping through the flames. So what Paul is saying here is, um, so picture... At the end of days, when all of the earth, all of, of created things, what God created as well as what man created, all of it is going to pass through the fire of God's refining. 
and those things that are built to last, those things that were built on the solid rock of Jesus without, um, let's see, not with, but um, with the quality, the fire will test the quality of each person's work. So all of this comes through the fire. I mean, everything from like, you built a chair for your grandma, you, um, you built a ministry, you built a church, you built, um, you built a family, you built a, a business, whatever it is, you built a vehicle, what, whatever it is, whatever is your thing, everything passes through the fire of God's refinement. And what comes out on the other side is what was built to give him glory. Everything else got burnt up in that fire, in that, in that refinement. So anything that was built for our glory, for our pleasure, for our, um, uh, just for our necessity, you know, all of that gets burnt up as chaff in the fire. And only the things that are built for his glory remain. I want to be sure that I have built that I'm, I'm putting all of my effort on this side into what will last on this side. So everything that passes through the refining fire that I have control over today, I want to make sure that I'm building it with a pure heart, that I'm building it on the solid rock of Jesus, and that I'm building in wisdom, and that I'm building with the Lord, not um, in spite of the Lord, not in, uh, in opposition to the Lord, not even in like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I'll, uh, you know, like, like when, um, you and your husband buy some furniture and you're trying to put it together and he doesn't want to listen to the directions. And so, um, you know, he just kind of says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you. I heard you. I, I, I got this. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to do that to the Lord. I don't want to do that to the Lord. So I want to be sure that what I build is going to last. It's going to withstand. And that was what I said to him the Lord, this morning when that verse struck me. I said, Lord, um, my heart's desire is for everything I have built and, and will have built survives your fire and brings you the glory and the honor that's due your name. That's my heart's desire. That's my heart's desire for this ministry. That's my heart's desire for this particular podcast. That's my heart's desire for that that book and the, the whole series. I'm currently working on book two. It will come out at the end of March 2022, Lord willing. Um, I'm very excited to see what the Lord does with what I'm building. So this is the foundation of this entire podcast, this, this first season. So I've started with who is the Holy Spirit. I've started with some of the, um, the foundational information, like my belief system and, and where that comes from. I've started with my story. And now I want to move into um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And now we're going to start diving into what the prophetic really means, what that looks like. According to scripture, I will be bringing in um, modern um, conversations, modern books, as, as well as individuals who can share their stories and their personal experiences so that we, we have the, the both and. It's not an either or because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So he has not stopped speaking. 
he is still moving. He is still furthering his purposes. If you don't agree with that, you are not going to be happy here. You are not going to enjoy this podcast. I'm just going to give you fair warning right now. You are not going to enjoy yourself here. You are welcome to express your opinions either in the comments or shoot me an email. I do not mind. But I'm telling you what I believe is what scripture says, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus would not have wasted his time releasing the Holy Spirit into his his body, his bride, if it was only going to stop after, uh, what, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years? Just, just the apostles, there were 120 in that room that day, so in Acts chapter 2. So it only applied to those 120. We know that's not true um, because all through the book of Acts, you see the Holy Spirit descending on more and more people and expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding. And then Paul teaches on it at length, at length through the rest of the epistles. So you can't tell me that it was only for that specific time. You can say that, you know, during the Dark Ages, we, didn't, we don't have evidence. You can say that. It's not accurate, but you can say it. Because the reality is, is that there's two pieces to that. One, we don't have a significant amount of documentation from the Dark Ages, period. So it's, it, it, it's kind of an invalid point. Of course, we don't have information because we don't have information. The second piece is that we actually do have some. The problem is, for most um, Protestant believers today, is that it's all Catholic, because the, the Catholic Church ruled the world, the known world at that time, and they controlled everything. But if you go back and you read the stories of those saints, you will see the hand of God moving. You will see the gifts in action. It's just colored through a lens that we don't understand. So please feel free to shoot me your arguments via email or in the comments, and I will try to remember to look at them and I may respond, I may not, I don't know. If you know things I don't know, please feel free to do the same thing. I'm always open to learning. I'm always open to listening to other people's opinions. If you want to come on and share your story, please, by all means, send me an email and we can talk about it. I would love to be able to share more people's stories with the greater world. My heart's desire is for the, the bride to understand the true move of the Lord. The, the day in which we live. Ten minutes in. I, I don't know. I, every time I think I'm going to start, I go off on something different. So y'all, what you'll learn is you'll learn to, to replay these at either 1.25 or 1.5. And, and I promise you, I promise you, whoever created uh, YouTube, I don't know if that's available on Spotify or not, but um, those of you that are watching via YouTube, um, that is a lifesaver. I'm not going to lie. That's a lifesaver. I watch a lot of things faster than, um, than it was originally spoken. If that's not a thing on Spotify, I'm sorry. But um, those of you that are listening audibly, you're probably in the car or, or jogging anyways. So you, you've got the time to kill. Okay, let's dive in. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So we're going to start in verse 1, and we're just going to read through, and I'm going to see where the Lord takes us. I have a general plan, but I have no specifics. 
Um, I want to leave it open to him to teach you what he wants you to know. So, um, so let's pray that really quick. All right. Lord, I thank you for what you are teaching us through your word, through your will, and through your ways. I thank you, Lord God, that you are wise, you are right, you are righteous, and you are holy. You are just, and you are true. Lord God, accomplish your purposes in this place. May you speak your words of wisdom, your words of truth. I pray, Lord, that you would bind my tongue and prevent me from saying anything that is inaccurate or would be misconstrued or misunderstood. Or even, Lord, anything that is simply a waste of the time that I have available with this audience. Anything that is not for this session, may you bind it out. And Lord God, I trust you that you would also loose my tongue and that you would give me the strength and the courage and the wisdom to speak all of the fullness that you do have for this audience. May your purposes be brought to light. May you explain and expand our understanding, our thinking, and our wisdom. And may you receive the glory in all things, Lord God, because it is in you that we trust. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Okay. So starting in chapter 12, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 12. Now, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And there are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. So first of all, we need to understand about the church at Corinth that Paul was talking to. So in Corinth, this is a, um, a very bustling trade city. It was right on the water. And so there were a lot of um, personalities coming in and out, a lot of nationalities, a, a lot of things going on. There were also a number of temples dedicated to the various gods. So when Paul is talking to the church at Corinth, he has to make them understand that our God is different than what all you've seen. This is not just another God that we worship now. Um, remember, there were uh, there were gods for you know that you would go to about the harvest. There would be a God that you would go to about fertility. There would be a God that you went to about you know favor in um, in business or you know a, a merchant mercantile favor on the high seas, favor in this, favor at war, favor in this. You would go to eat different gods for different purposes, right? Well, the, the um, Paul is explaining that the Holy Spirit is, there is not a spirit of this and a spirit of that and a spirit of this other thing. It is the Holy Spirit and he does the multitude. 
And Paul has to continually be reminding them that those gods that you worshipped, they were not gods. They were they were mute. They were uh, created things, right? We crafted those um, uh, those marble statues. We crafted the the wood or the um, alabaster or whatever they were made out of plaster. We crafted these things, and then we turned around and worshipped them. And there are some really great um, analogies in this about this in um, uh, both in the book of Isaiah and in the book of Jeremiah. If you wanted to go and um, and research that a little bit more about the the creator using um, some uh, cutting down wood, this this part is in Isaiah, uh, cutting down some wood, and some he uses for firewood, and some he fashions a god that he then bows down and worships to, and just the ridiculousness of all of that. So this is what Paul is trying to communicate to the Corinthian church, that that the Holy Spirit cannot say, Jesus be cursed. That that is not going to come out of someone's mouth um, in in truth. You know, the Holy Spirit cannot prompt that to come out of someone's mouth because it's not true. It's not accurate. The Holy Spirit is the only one who is going is the only spirit who is going to say Jesus is Lord. No demon that um, that that would infiltrate someone is going to be willing, much less able. No no demon is going to be willing to say Jesus is Lord. So so Paul is setting the groundwork that uh, of who the Holy Spirit is, and that you can trust what he says out of your mouth. You can trust him when he is communicating. You can trust him in other people because because by their words, you're going to know which spirit they're walking in. That's a writer downer. That's a writer downer. By their words, you're going to be able to know what spirit they walk in. So then in verse 4, he he goes on to say, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. And so this is where we're talking about, you know, the God of this and the God of that and the God of the other thing. And so sometimes you might have to go and worship six or eight different gods and leave sacrifices for all of these different gods in order to actually get the fulfillment of your purpose, right? Well, we don't, we don't have to do that. We have one God who is um, creator of everything that we see and is sovereign Lord over all of it. So we don't have to go and ask this God for favor to make our crops go grow, excuse me, and then this God over here to make sure that um, that the merchant ship that we just put in um, an investment in is successful, and then this God over here to um, to to bring fertility to my family so that we have more children, and then this God over here to do something different. We don't have to do all of that. We don't have to do all of that. There is. No confusion in the spirit. He works together. He works with himself, right? He is not going to work in contradiction to himself. And so this is the groundwork Paul is using as he moves into explaining how the spiritual gifts work. Because the church here in Corinth is operating in the spiritual gifts. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how it, how, they don't know how they're supposed to be using it. And so they're using it improperly. 
And so, um, so now here in, in verse 7, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So here Paul says, this is why the Spirit manifests. We're going to talk about the, the manner in which he manifests through different people for, in, in just a moment. But first, here's the why he does it for the common good. For the, for the use of the people. Let me open this up in the Passion Translation as well, um, because sometimes it's really helpful to have multiple translations going. Sometimes I use the Amplified. Sometimes I use the um, Complete Jewish Bible. I really like that one, um, Tree of Life version. There's a lot of different ones that I'll use. And sometimes, you know, I just have a verse memorized in the King James. And so I'll, I'll pull that out too. Whichever one that the Lord is um, directing me to. That's where I know that he wants me to go. So, um, so starting in verse six in the Passion, the same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gift and ministry as he energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all. Yeah, so here was a note that I wanted to share with you guys. So uh, again, this is the note from the Passion Translation on verse 7. To summarize, God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit delights to give spiritual gifts to His people, the Bride of Christ. These gifts are imparted by God to every believer upon conversion as the Holy Spirit chooses. And that is referenced in verse 11, and we'll get there. They will confirm the word of God and expand the kingdom of God. Spiritual gifts can be neglected and misused, but they remain the divine power source for Christ's body on the earth. Through teaching, evangelizing, prophesying, and demonstrating the miraculous, God uses his people to expand his kingdom and to establish righteousness on the earth through the proper use of the gifts he has given. There is no place in scripture or church history where these gifts were taken away or removed from the body of Christ. The church moves forward through these divine gifts. Spiritual gifts do not replace the word of God, but the word of God will spread and flourish as the fully equipped body of Christ operates in the wise use of God's enabling power. I hope that was really helpful for you because that helped me to kind of paint that bigger picture of the purposes of these gifts because there is so much division in the church nowadays. I mean, entire denominations reject every working of the Holy Spirit, which to me makes no sense because how can you, in in honesty, in, in, in spiritual honesty, read the New Testament and then turn around and believe that that doesn't happen today. It's an inaccuracy, and entire denominations are built on an incorrect thought process. But the Lord is, is in this era, the Lord is pulling all of that away, and he is exposing the truth, and he is pouring out a fresh revelation to his people. And that is both exciting and scary all at the same time. I know, I recognize. It scares me too as I think about the gifts that he has given me and the gifts that I have asked for and the gifts that, um, you know, that I see ex uh, ex being experienced by other people. Um, it's, 
it's scary. It's scary. It's, it's uncertain. It's uncomfortable. It's confusing. And then to have to justify it when you, when you don't understand it in the first place, how do you justify what I feel and what I experience? How do I justify that to someone else who can't, you know, crawl inside of me and, and feel the same feelings and experience the same things that I do? How do I explain to someone um, in a way that they'll receive? I, I really just can't. The only thing I can do is be as honest and truthful as I can be and, and help you navigate that same process that I took. If you're willing to receive what the Lord has, then he will show himself to you. If you are willing to receive the gift that the Lord has uh, held in reserve for you, then he will demonstrate it for you. But if you are not willing, if you are not um, willing to submit yourself to the realization that maybe you were wrong, um, the, the submission of your pride then it's just going to continue to sit there on the shelf. You may have ready access. The Holy Spirit has already given it to you, but it's just like a um, it's just like a present that hasn't been utilized. In fact, I have an example for you. I um, a year or so ago, maybe a couple years. I think it was before the pandemic. I got this. Isn't it cute? I got this as a Valentine's birthday. I don't know. Um, and. It's sat here. I, it's cute. It sat here. I don't really need a coffee mug. Um, I've always had the intention of taking it home with me and using it. But then, you know, I, I forget. And then before you know it, it's sat there a year. It sat there two years, five years. And you forget that it even is a thing. Well, the other day, one of my mamas came in, um, one of our graduates came in with her son, who's, um, who's two. He'll be two. And um, yeah, he'll be two. On, he and I share a birthday. So next week he'll be two. Um, and then, um, so he was playing with these toys. Well, I had to cut the pig apart. I had to take the, the little loop thing off and cut the pig apart. And here's my um, uh, evidence that I hadn't used it yet. Um, sitting down in here, I had a gift that I have not put to use. And I, I don't even remember how long. It could have been 2019 for all I know. I, I really honestly have no idea when I got this. Did my husband give it to me? Did one of my staff give it to me? I don't remember. I just don't know. Um, but I have never used it for its intended purposes. It's cute. I like the little piggy. It's cute. I have no problem with it. I just had not ever put it to use. How many of us have gifts that are sitting in a box on our shelf, like readily accessible. We could pull them out and put them into practice, but we don't. Maybe we don't know how, maybe we don't realize that they're sitting there. Maybe we've, um, it's called habituation, you know, where you, you see this so many times that you begin to not see it anymore, right? You forget that it's there because you're so accustomed to seeing it you just don't even stop to think about it. That's why I can sit there for two or three years and I don't even realize that I have a coffee cup sitting on my desk that is cute that I could take with me and take home and, and put to usefulness, but I just haven't. So let's wrap this episode up in prayer. 
and then next week we're going to move into the next section in 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm really excited about that one. I, in case you can't tell, I love to talk about this kind of thing. I love to read through the scriptures. I love to study and to teach. And so I'm so glad that you're coming with me on this journey through understanding the, the world of the prophetic. We've talked in this episode a lot about the gifts in general and about utilizing the gifts that we receive or not, whether that's failing to, whether that's choosing not to, whether that's ignoring them, um, you know, for whatever reason, everybody has their own reasons, right? Hashtag reasons. Um, it's still, at the end of the day, it's still your gift and it's up to you to begin to put it into practice. You say, I don't know how. That's a good question. That's the question you take to the Lord. I don't know how. I don't know what. Show me. Teach me. Send me someone who will help me understand. And maybe that's why you're here on this podcast in the first place. To get started with understanding. To find the books or the teachers or the, the webinars or the other um, prophetic voices um, the, in, here in the modern world that will speak to what you need to receive. So let, let's go to the Lord with that in prayer, okay? Father God, you are wise. You are good. You are perfect and you are holy. You are beautiful beyond compare. Lord God, you've crafted each of your children with specific gifts, and callings, and then you gave them even more gifts to ensure their successfulness in what you have called each of us to do. Father God, we need your wisdom. We need your guidance. We need your protection and your provision. Lord, we need you to teach us. We need you to help us to understand so that we can put your gifts to usefulness. There is no usefulness in a gift that we don't apply. And your purposes will not be thwarted in me, Lord. I will not allow your purposes to fail in me. Your word does not return void and your purposes never fail unless I reject them. And I submit myself to you, Lord God. I refuse to reject what you have ordained. I want everything that you have for me. I don't want any of the gifts that are available to me to still be sitting on the shelves. Lord, I don't need the gifts of other people. But Lord, I don't want to miss out on any of the gifts that you have for me. I don't want to miss out on one. So, Father God, as we come before you, would you open our hearts, open our minds to understand what you have planted in each of us, what you have ordained. Father God, you will not come against yourself. And so what the Holy Spirit has put in us, we can trust. 
that it is from you because you are who you say you are and you will accomplish what you have said that you will accomplish. So Lord God, open up this, um, this teaching. Open up our minds to hear and to receive your voice, not mine, yours and yours alone. Father God, I pray for wisdom to, to pour out on each of our listeners, Lord, that you would um, recall things to their minds, that you would guide their footsteps, that you would guide their, um, their scrolling, Lord, their social media scrolling to find the voice or the book or the teaching or whatever it is that will take them to the next step on the journey that you have for them. Father God, you have done that to me over and over and over again. You have led me on a, on a, um, like a Hansel and Gretel uh, breadcrumb trail through the darkness, through the lack of understanding to the place you have ordained. Father God, I am so grateful for the teachings that you have led me to and that you have led me through. I'm so grateful for the... Um, the expanded understanding of, of the wisdom of these others that came from you and that you have blossomed forth in me. Father God, I pray that that would be the experiences of everyone in my audience, of every one of my listeners, Lord God, that you would do the same thing for them that you have done for me. Because I know that you are no respecter of persons. And so if you've done it for one, you will do it for another. That is your promise. And so what you have done for me is wonderful, but it is also not unique. Every single one of us have the same access to you. If we will submit ourselves to your authority and to your direction, you will guide us in the way that we should go. Lord, we trust you. We thank you. We worship you. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Thank you for uh, joining with me. I pray that you have liked, subscribed, and shared this video so that, um, so that our reach can broaden and broaden and more of the people that you know can get the same training too. It's not about growing my uh, platform or growing my subscriber list, although that is, you know, that's obviously what has to happen, but that's not the point. The point is to help more people understand the prophetic so that you're not afraid of the deep waters, but and you're not still standing on the shoreline, dipping your toes in, but you're beginning to wade out into those deeper waters. You're beginning to see for yourselves the, the newness of the Lord, the new move of the Lord, and you are allowing yourself to be opened to the new things he has for you. I pray this has been a blessing and I look forward to seeing you next week.